Good morning for Wednesday, December 8, 2010. This is the New York Times Audio Digest, presented by Audible. Here's what's making news on today's front page. President Obama tries to sell the tax deal to Democrats. Assange, the WikiLeaks founder, is jailed in Britain, and the U.S. drops its bid to sway Israel on settlements. In today's business headlines, a cat-and-mouse game over the euro. An FDA committee backs a drug to treat obesity, and with ratings stagnant, CNN scrutinize Parker Spitzer. There will be more business stories, along with more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Thomas Friedman. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled, Obama Tries to Sell Tax Deal to Democrats. President Obama on Tuesday strongly defended his tax cut deal with congressional Republicans against intense criticism from his own party, insisting that it was a good deal for the American people. Struggling to ensure that the package would win approval, the White House deployed Vice President Joseph Biden to Capitol Hill in a bid to allay the concerns of Senate Democrats. Obama also held a news conference where, with uncharacteristic emotion, he suggested that liberals were unrealistic about what they could achieve in Washington and also slammed Republicans at one point, comparing them to hostage-takers. I've said before that I felt the middle-class tax cuts were being held hostage on the high-end tax cuts, Obama said. I think it's tempting not to negotiate with hostage-takers unless the hostage gets harmed. Then people will question the wisdom of that strategy. In this case, the hostage was the American people, and I was not willing to see them get harmed. But at the Capitol, Biden failed to convince many of his old Senate colleagues to line up behind the plan. In his pitch for support, he called it a bad situation, but a good deal, participants said. While many Democrats in the Senate and House raged against the idea of continuing George W. Bush's tax policies for two more years, and some voiced serious concerns about adding the $900 billion cost to the deficit, the package seemed likely to win approval, provided that Republicans vote for it in big numbers, as party leaders predicted they would. Even with unanimous Republican support, which is not assured, at least 18 Senate Democrats would need to support the package to overcome a potential filibuster. About a dozen Senate Democrats have voiced a willingness to temporarily extend all of the Bush-era tax rates, given the weak economy. Aides said about 30 were firmly opposed, leaving 16 or so undecided. Biden, who personally negotiated the deal with the Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, used the lunch meeting to emphasize provisions the White House had won, including a one-year payroll tax cut for all workers, a 13-month extension of jobless aid for the long-term unemployed, and other steps to help lift the still-struggling economy. But even the majority leader, Harry Reid of Nevada, expressed unhappiness with the deal and said changes were needed. This is only a framework, Reed said. It's up to the Congress to pass it. Some in my caucus still have concerns. The anger was more raw in the House, where Democrats met on Tuesday evening to discuss the proposal. I don't think the President should count on Democratic votes to get this deal passed, said Representative Anthony Weiner, a Democrat from New York. In the unlikely event that Democrats vote down the package, the incoming Republican majority would presumably approve it in January, perhaps after extracting further concessions from the White House.